Evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thane Kirby, Sophia Mantel here to 10.30, and it's Talk Back. And basically, you can join us at any time. We welcome you in on a uh, Wednesday. If you want to chat with us, we've got a phone number set up here. You just have to text 0219 uh, You go to the, um, op- join us on the show during that as, with that phone as well. Or we're going to put a link in the comments, and that means you click on the link, and then you pop up in the hot seat, and we can what talk comments? to you on the show. What comments, just to to narrow it down? I feel like we're not being more specific enough. Can you take part of the the detail? Can you do the detail part there, Sophia? In the Facebook post that has this video, and there's two, I believe. There's one on Thane's personal page, and there's one on the Talk Back with Thane and Sophia Facebook page. On both of those, Thane is going to put up a comment that says restream and that's going to have an address on it. If you click on that, it'll bring you into the waiting room for the show and you'll be on your computer like this in a little window like we are and then we can accept you to come in and ask a question, get involved in the chat, just say hi, whatever you want to do uh, and that's how that goes. Or if you don't want to show your face, you can either... Click your camera off, or you can text us on the name uh, on the number that Thane just put up on screen. Or give us a call, and we can just play it into the computer. And answer. which one of us has won the radio award here? Jeepers, Creek, you're doing a fantastic job. So thank you very much, <laughs> yeah, Sophia. That's exactly how she put it. That is that is amazing, immaculate piece of broadcasting. I'm going to say hello to Jody Clark. Evening, Jody. Jody. I'd love to, the- to know if um, your situation's changed at all, Jody, with the phases. Are you going to be able to see your baby soon? I yeah. hope everything's going well for you, and there's some sort of movement um, insight for you coming or already here. Look at those fists, those those white men on our screens right now. Chris Dent from Albie and the Wolves, he's going to perform a song tonight. He's uh, up at 10 o'clock. We're talking domestic violence. <laughs> and, and, uh, why did you put that fist in there for well, domestic violence? Because it was like, what do I do? Do I put a picture of a child with a teddy bear crying? No, to, no A woman don't. looking into the mirror that's smashed? Or do I just put the lone fist? And I just went, yeah. you know, for graphic design, it kind of looks a lot better than those other things. And we've got Bomber Bradley yeah. joining us very shortly, everybody. So. I always love a Bomber Bradley uh, chat, and so does Bradley. the audience. Have you noticed yeah, that? Absolutely. He, he's, uh, I've got to welcome uh, Benny Mack, the fact guy. Welcome to the show, Benny. How are you? Bloody marvellous, guys. It's great to be back. And um, I like the fist there. It's kind of, um, it's almost like the BLM fist, but it's white. So because it's a white fist, you know that it's a bad thing. Yes, Yes. that's right. And all those other white (laughs) men on there as well. So this is going to be a terrible show. Yeah. (laughs) I'm joking, of course. Uh, In fact, it's going to be a brilliant show. And I am utterly excited that we just got all the ratings back. We are skyrocketing off the charts. We're kind of like, um, we're Elon Musking it up into NASA. Uh, anyway, um, exciting times ahead, and uh, we are plugged right into the al- algorithm here. It actually comes through live and onto this clipboard here, and this Perfect. sharpie. It looks like a sharpie, but it's actually a uh, artificial intelligence pencil. <laughs> so fair. Your creativity is—it knows no bounds, and no. frankly, I'm impressed. On I appreciate it. <laughs> Just quickly, thank you very much, Benny. We'll check back with um, you and the AI gear very shortly. 
thing, just mm-hmm. out of interest, it would be quite interesting to share the figures with people, actually, because we got some figures back for the show for last week. And while a lot of you tune in for the Facebook Live version of this, as you know, we stream this through YouTube, Twitch, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, but these also exist um, in on demand and last week we got over 31,000 viewers it's incredible yeah that is absolutely incredible and makes you a little bit nervous about you know saying things because you know before it was just I'm probably just going to feel exactly the same and continue spouting off absolute rubbish but thank you guys for uh giving us that attention because you know there's lots of things you can give it to so Thank you very much, and congratulations to us. Pat on the back. Well done, Thane, for all your Yay. hard work. Yeah, good one, team. Thane, there we go. Everything. This. Yeah. How are you, Michelle from Avondale? I'm good, thanks. Very good. This is the first. This is the first time you've logged on, and it is seamlessly working. Yes, I know because thank you, Thane. But you put the actual link on on your page. It was it was missing. Oh, okay. No worries. Well, I'm glad you made it here. Yeah. Um, it. it was my explanation. Surely. I've, I've got a special guest coming up very shortly. Um, Bob Bradbury is waiting in the lobby, so we're going to go and get him very soon. So, I just want to hang out and just throw a question in when you when you want to. I can't see you guys on screen. Oh no, we're not on screen. You're on screen. I'll push back. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. All right, our guest is waiting, everybody. Bomber is here. Let's- G'day, Bomber. How are you, mate? Hey, hey, hey. The, um, the poster, the advert for this evening's show, uh-huh. it, looks, it looks like a, a white supremacist advert, <laughs> you know, like a really recruitment poster. I like if Chris is like this, he's sitting there going, I'm judging you. And the middle hand's like, you better fucking do this. And you're like, yeah, that's right. You better do it. Yeah, yeah. So the Celtic Aryans. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the vibe was we were going for there. Like, oh, no, look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can we it was just a real, it's a real era. Really? It's it's a real shame that you both are sporting beards there in this shot. You're both wearing glasses. You look like some kind of Cray Brothers about to rob a bank. Oh, absolutely, yeah. very yes, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Like a, like a some serious picture. like mm. some sort of country music, but with some <laughs> also some aggression. You know, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. South Island, something like that. Mate, um, this is Michelle, by the way. She's a she's a listener, so. Uh... G'day, Bomber. Good. Okay, mate. So, Tamaki, what took the government so long to grow some balls and arrest that motherfucker? Well, I think that there was an internal debate going. How do you really want to handle this? Uh, it mm. seemed quite inappropriate in a liberal progressive democracy that just because 130,000 people sign a petition demanding the police arrest you, that they go out and do that. That's a bit 1800s for us, really. Um, And and, and so there was a a question mark about, is this really the way we we run things by a popularity competition? Um, Or do we allow the police to independently, you know, uh, involve themselves and see if a public health uh, issue 
was 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 uh, was being caused by Brian. Um, the the other question, the other the other the other issue, of course, is you just don't want to give this guy martyrdom. You know, the mm. two thousand people turned up this week. You arrest him, you prosecute him, you go through a, a trial. Ten thousand people then turn up. You've got a lot of angry, frightened people out there from this virus, and you don't want to give them a figurehead. Sweet Jesus, you don't yep. want to give them a figurehead. And let's not get a bit too precious here when we go, it broke the law, it was this, it was that. Let's not forget that last year's Black Lives Matter protest that happened during lockdown as well. We kind of turned a blind eye on that. Nobody was arrested. We understood the reasons behind it, and we stepped back. I would have thought the smart play here would have us been mature and just going, look, Brian's a dick. We all get that. He's doing silly dick stuff. This is not the way we should mm. do this shit, right? Because we're mm-hmm. actually doing this yeah. and we're under together and let's ignore him and not give him the oxygen that he so desperately desires. We're bigger and we're better than this. Instead, we've got, because we was so bloody angry, we've, we've, we've mm. caved in and gone with the police persecution, which I just think is the dumbest thing. Sure, fine him, but don't let this drag out to a court case. He will bring God forward as a witness. You know yeah. him. You know him well. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, and also his followers are very vocal on, you know, on in, in news footage, they're all praise the Lord and, and all that, but they are venomous online. They are the ultimate warrior and they will defend their Pope to the bitters. You know, um, these are, these are people, a lot of, a lot of destiny church, uh, uh, pulls at the ball base from people who society has thrown away. who have said, yeah. we don't, we're not interested. We don't care. A lot of ex-gamers, um, it's, it's people who do feel like they're on the fringes of society and, 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 and his very evangelical, you know, uh, uh, teachings appeal to them. Remember, he doesn't see COVID as a virus. I, I'm not kidding you. This is an actual direct quote. They're airborne demons. Wow. The virus is an airborne what? demon. Jesus is your vaccine. Yeah, he doesn't believe it's a virus. He believes it's an airborne demon. And the only way you can stop an airborne demon getting in is you have to be Jesus-loving, God-fearing, Bible-believing, and wait for the last one, tithe-paying Christian. Oh, boy. He just had to get that in at the end there, didn't he? Tithe-paying. And that's a direct quote. That's an actual quote. So if you want the air demons to stop you being sick, you have to give 10% of your wage every single week to Brian. And Brian does magical stuff. So... So, but then he is the true thing. And I just don't think that you want to be martyring someone like this at, at this level of frisson and with people as scared as they are. We should play the smarter. What yeah. they should have done though. Bomber, how are you, mate? Luke Dello back on the track here, mate. Good, good man, good man. Welcome back. Well, I've had a big day on TV myself, you know, but uh, hey, look, these things happen, you know. <laughs> Pushing the old world barrow, people. Um, what does the government just say, mate? Here's your school, go away and piss off. Oh, I think <laughs> I think that would be the best way to do it. I don't I don't think they should dwell on him at all. No, tell him to piss off. Here's yeah. your school, mate. You guys know about the school, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. The community. Yeah. He wants to set up a whole community, doesn't he? School His own tax system. Yeah, for those of us that don't know, myself included, what's he trying to do? Bye. Um, he made an application and quite a few applications. It got quite pissy about the fact that none of his particular social programs that he was pushing ever got any funding. And, and, mm. and look, 
there are some people in this world, bless them, who need to believe that God is watching them every single day of the week, right? Every moment, every second. It gives them a sense of security, and it also means they don't do bad shit because they think God is watching all the time. And for those people, destiny is probably a great place, you know? Yeah. Uh, people who have got very little going on, he holds them together, he gives them some family. Is it all a big snakeskin merchant oil thing? I certainly believe it is. But, but for, for that crew, they really do love him. And, and some of his social programs, you know, they do pull the worst people out and give them a second chance. And I think in terms of redemption, that's an important thing. But yeah, he had a school and an entire proposal for it. Do you think that's very cool, Luke? Look at that. Well, oh, wow. What's happening? Um, do you think that Brian's community resembles a gang, so that's why the government won't go near it? Um, I think that Brian's community, bless them, it's it's not so much who they are or who they represent or who they've been. It's just the programs are a bit wacky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so what do you think, Bomber, about the, um, the Munger Mob guy getting a, you know... And then over the border there, having a chat to his mates. And I think it was a very good point um, that someone made or heard. What happened to Zoom? Why couldn't he Zoom his members? <laughs> Why did he have to have a... FaceTime, WhatsApp. So one of, the, one of the problems that, of course, has eventuated, as you've had in almost over a country, um, is that, <laughs> surprise, surprise, the criminal fraternity and the criminal underworld mm, don't follow the rules and they don't follow the laws. And so what we've seen is transmission from gang members delivering drugs. And of course, they don't hand over any of the details to the track and trace people because it would be a, literally a list of places they've gone to sell drugs. So, so we're not going to hand that information over when they get caught, right? And so um, what there has been is some back-channel, high-level talk um, between uh, uh, the health officials um, and, and, and various healthers and people who can talk uh, to various different people through back channels. Um, and the uh, mongrel mob have acknowledged, yes, okay, this is a problem. I will come and talk to the local chapters, talk to yeah. our presidents and say, guys, I know we don't usually follow the rules, but don't do this, 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 and push for a high vaccination. Now, I know none of us like it because we're all tense and we're all angry. We want to yell at people all the time because it's a lockdown. But the reality is, if you want this to work and you don't want criminal organisations to spread the blood and stuff on I mean, it, then it actually requires the hard word from their boss in a room with all those guys. And of course they wouldn't do it over Zoom because they're likely to be talking about criminal acts. And I just don't think they're that stupid to allow them to be recorded. So we had to come here, sit down with all of the, 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 the crime bosses of Auckland and they've all said, look, okay, this is a unique event. We need to play ball. Because I, um, I came up with a solution today and I thought it was quite a good solution was to have a massive rave party, a massive concert, massive festival, all up and down, like up and down the country, like 20 festivals so everyone could be involved. And then we just drug the vaccine and the bloody drinks and everyone's into it. Boom, boom, boom. 100% vaccinated. Would that work, you reckon? 
I think that we would probably breach several Geneva Conventions and we may get accused of war crimes. Okay. <laughs> yeah! Hey, I'm Give just going to quickly, um, I'm going to bring our friend in, um, Mr. Benny Mack, the uh, fact checker. What do you got there, sir? Um, we've just run it through the system. I agree with uh, Bomber's take here in regards to Brian Tamaki. And um, what we're seeing is that it says it's their uh, generation second coming of Christ moment, mark of the beast moment, and apocalypse moment all rolled up into one. Uh, great time to earn money. Thank the you very much, doing Benny. well. Perfect. Can I just bring you on a fact there? It's actually not Brian Tamaki. It's Bishop Brian Tamaki. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Good, good, good. And I'll just also add in here, we've got someone new uh, writing in a little note to Angela. What is this? I've stumbled across it, enjoying it, but no idea what this group is and how I ended up here. You've probably clicked a link from Facebook uh, and you are now enjoying our nightly, well, Monday to Saturday talkback show. It's live. You can also stream it at your leisure outside of this time uh, on many different platforms, all of which you can see in the posts on our Facebook page or Instagram. Uh, and right now we are chatting to Bomber Bradbury about Bishop Brian Tamaki and all the naughtiness he's up to. And that is where we're at. And Luke has just joined us with a cross and a dressing gown. Yeah. Sponsored by Farm Farmers 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Look at that. It's got some aging up. It's aged well. Bomber. Tell me about Leo Malloy's little speech there. What was the purpose of that? I mean, he's going for mayoralty, mate. I mean, do you think that was just more um, get in front of the people for more votes? Uh, I mean, I, 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 it was interesting. This week, we just found out that Mark Mitchell won't be running for the National Party uh, as the right-wing candidate. Uh, oh. That's quite interesting. That's quite interesting. I think that what that signals is that whoever the next coup faction within the National Party is... They've obviously reached out to Mark and say, and it said, stay here, don't run for the Auckland mayoralty, and you will get a high position in the next uh, administration. So I think him deciding not to run for, for the Auckland mayoralty, um, and Paula Bennett was going to be his running partner, um, him, his decision not to run for it and her pulling out as well, that suggests to me that he's been promised something from the next, the next true leader of the National Party. Uh, that leaves David Shearer uh, for the for the Labour Party. He's he's nosing around all of this. Uh, I think that he would be incredibly boring and incredibly oh. dull and a kick in the head. Uh, I yeah. think Fesso Collins, or from Councillor Fesso Collins, is a remarkable man, remarkable leader. Um, Leo, I mean, look, I, I don't think there will be a uh, a right wing candidate running, but Leo simply doesn't have the reach or the machinery required to to win the mayoral team. Um, so I think at this stage it'll be an open battle between David Shearer and maybe some other candidates. Can I can I um, just interrupt here, um, Luke? I saw uh, Leo Malloy on social, and yep. he's really talking it up that he's got the biggest best picnic area in the whole country. Have a look at this video. Here we go, guys. <laughs> battle of the bars. Hello, mate. Hello, Miss I'm very well, actually. It's a beautiful day here in Auckland in the best garden bar in town, in case you're wondering. We've joined the far now. Uh, got the boys over here been working, toiling at the coalface of life today, getting HQ up to speed so we can entertain and have picnics all weekend for our very dear friends and close far now. You can go hunting in the city, as the Prime Minister said. Not sure what we're going to hunt. We'll hunt for something, though. 
and we can come here and we can also have a few beers with our mates and that's what we're doing although I've run out of beer so someone wants to give me another one thank you Miss Essie that's my second beer of the day that's quite enough <laughs> anyway it's your privilege today to be interviewing the next Mayor of Auckland and on that basis you'll be thinking to yourself would Phil Goff the current Mayor of Auckland not that you know he's a Mayor he's a fucking cardboard cutout it's about as much use as he is <laughs> would he ever come down here and sit with his mates and have a beer and the simple no, answer is no and the reason is he's got no fucking mates <laughs> Who did that? Bomber. Those are fighting words, Bomber. Those are fighting words, man. This guy, um, I mean, people yes. love that stuff. They're in a soundbite, people get behind that shit. It reeks of megalomania. It, it is just, don't you think? He's just brilliant. Oh, he's, he, he's a character. Uh, he's a fun guy. He, uh, he does what he does. Um, and as much as I think Auckland is a sick of politicians and they're looking for someone different, uh, I, I, I think uh, Auckland Mayoralty is always won by people who have got the largest machinery, the largest political machinery, get the vote out. And Leo, bless him, just hasn't had those kind of networks. Leo, Bomber, hey. uh, do you think I've got a good chance of being the mayor? I think at this stage, um, it's an open move question. You know, I mean, if Leo is <laughs> shot, you can easily, easily find the seat. I quite like uh, Big Logie's comment, Meglo Deluxe. I feel like that is fantastic. It Megalomaniac Deluxe. I love it. I would Absolutely. put that as, as definitely what that video was coming across as to me. Hey, um, Bomber, your thoughts on what's going on with this border situation. So one of our listeners, Jody, she, I believe, is with her mother helping her out and um, is not able to cross the border to get home to see her kids. And she's been declined again for an exemption. She hasn't seen... Uh, her son all been home, but it's no different in reality from shared care parents crossing the borders for child access. There are all sorts of anomalies popping up like this, as they will, you know, when you when you put a hard border down in, in land, it's going to cut mm. through so many people's lives. Um, my recommendation uh, to her would be to continue uh, requesting um, and pointing out that that she has actually the right to do that um, and, and, and to, to push that along. But this is this is all for the next and, and until we get to ninety percent vaccination. This is the new reality, you know. Um, mm. We're going to have this continue to have this border lockdown, and I I think it's a moot question whether or not we're in level four by Christmas. By by by, by Christmas. What does um, that mean? You think we're going to be in level four? I think that the way this is tracking right now, uh, I think it could get away from us so easily. And the the total the total number of, of hospitalizations we can take in a, in, in, in a week is a thousand, right? We can't take any more than a thousand. And at a thousand, we know that uh, 14 of those will be in ICU. And out of those 14, four will die. Um, we've only got we've, we've got less than 40 uh, ICU units and um, uh, we could take maybe a thousand a week so if we start getting to those numbers we've got no option but to go to level four well which um which virus tracker professor do you trust the most I mean there's Mr Brown and Otago I think there's a there's a few that come on TV quite a bit which one 
Which, have you been oh, tracking? Okay. I'm trying to think of the, the names. Um, Sean Hendy, I think, is probably the guy who's considered the expert in his field. He's the one who's been under most criticism of people going, oh, I can never be like that. You remember me as scaring people. But can I just say the whole <laughs> argument of are you ruling with fear? Folks, it's absolutely legitimate to be frightened of fearful things. This is one mm. of those fearful things. Uh, yeah. If this gets away on us in the overcrowded uh, 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 poverty areas of Aotearoa, which we have just ignored for such a long time, this will rip through those communities and uh, you will see fatality rates in those sorts of thousands of levels. It's, it's, it's that serious. But you're um, right when it comes back, Bomber, you're right when it comes back to the numbers. If you just do the math on the hospital beds, the ICU, um, the respirators, the staff, all that kind of stuff, if it blows up, we're fucked. Yeah, that's just yeah. a matter of fact. And the only way to out of it is level four, no one does nothing. Vaccination, 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 yeah. vaccination. And once we've got that double shot vaccination, um, we're going to shop. We, we've got a chance to be able to move yeah. on. It won't be exactly the same. There'll still need to be some times where we get a little, oh, the numbers are getting mm. But it's going to be think it's interesting. Sorry. Do you think it's interesting that she's let um, daycares open? Because obviously, you know, for me, when our, our daycare hasn't opened. Hi, Angela. Welcome and thank you for stopping by and hopefully you'll stay and enjoy mm-hmm. and become a, become a part of it with us. Um I was a bit in two minds. I'm like, oh, I've got so much work to do. This could be fantastic. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm ready. And then they were like, hey, we're not we're not going to be opening. And the more that I thought about it, it was like, okay, we're sending the most vulnerable of our, well, okay, maybe the elderly as well, but our children who can't be vaccinated into this schooling system. Is that really a smart idea? Can they, you know, easily just carry the virus and bring it home? I mean, does it really make sense? And if that's what we're doing, how do we make sure that that doesn't then cause a massive spread um, in the next two weeks? Um, that's an excellent question. And let's be honest, when it comes to our kids, we only want the best, right? I mean, yeah. I've got an 11-year-old daughter. She's the centre of my life. I want to make sure that if she's going back to school, it's a safe situation. Um, my understanding of the of the medical science behind it is, is children sort of under five, Look, uh, their immune system seems to be able to bounce it off uh, without too many problems. There are the odd cases, but it, 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 children spreading amongst themselves doesn't seem to be so much of an issue. It's adult to adult or, or, or child to adult. Um, the issue is going to be, I think, for the teachers to be vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, that's where the real crunch will come. Whether those teachers want to get vaccinated, some will hold out, they don't want to be vaccinated. Mm. Uh, we've certainly seen with uh, teachers and nurses in other countries, there is a chunk of people who are quite, you know, um, vaccine hesitant there. So the push is to get the teachers uh, vaccinated and you, you'll have some sort of safety net. Can, 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 can I ask? Okay. You know. Mm. Um, what do you say to people who um, who comment that Jacinda and the team are making it up as they go along when asked this evening when two people come together on the same property can one of the uh, you know outside bus use the toilet she said no uh, Blomfeld said yes there's no one's on the same page on trick questions um, um, I think Tucker, let's be honest, this is a once in a century event, right? You yeah. only have pandemics once every century. There aren't any bloody rule books on these damn things. 
We thought yeah. we understood alpha, but then Delta mm. came along and just completely blew it all away. I mean, the reason we're rushing for the vaccinations now is because we know mathematically it will become endemic. That means it will get through the population whether we just do everything we can to shut it off or we can't. Uh, I think that they are dealing with um, a virus in real time in the most excellent of manners. I mean, I've seen some of the people close up in the behind the scenes machinations behind it all. And it is people who are determined to work hard and who know how much of a risk it is if this bloody thing gets through. Um, it's kind of funny. We've had a neoliberal um, state which has been amputated and made smaller and lower tax rates and smaller government, smaller government, smaller government until we suddenly needed to do something like track and trace and, and find people and quarantine them and all these other things. And, and we're asking our public health services who have been underfunded for bloody decades to suddenly go from not doing anything at all to a marathon sprint. And I think to date they've done a fucking good job. Yeah, they have, Bob. I mean, there's been a couple of hamstring injuries and stuff like that on the way. But in general, general, they've done a not a bad bloody job because, fuck, I wouldn't want to do that job. Oh, Oh, my God. And I think also what we've come across is the school holidays, you know, and so what we've had to deal with and what they're probably struggling to comprehend, how are we going to do this? Because there's a bunch of kids and a bunch of adults who have been in lockdown and they're exhausted and they need somewhere to go. Um, There's no online learning. So what does that look like? How do we fix that problem for two weeks and give people hope? And actually we went out on a picnic this evening um, with the kids and there was a playground open and everyone was keeping to their bubbles and you know, our youngest daughter, who is nearly four, just went, oh, mommy, the playground's open. I want to go so bad. I want to go so bad. And by the time I had turned the car off, all three children had jumped out of the vehicle and were running towards. I was like, wait, wait, wait. They were like just ecstatic. So, what you, you know. Eh? What did you say to them again? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like that, um, the only, the <laughs> which is what it, what parenting looks like, right? In the real world, I yeah, think that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The only certainty with Delta is there is no certainty, and that we need to remind ourselves that we're being tested right now. History's mm. what? Yes, it's been draining. Yes, it's been exhausting. Yes, it's freaky. Yes, it's frightening. Yes, it's hurting us economically in ways we never imagined. But we're almost through this. If we get to the 90% vaccination, we're there. we will have conquered this. And we yeah. can get back to some semblance. It's like we're in, it's like, it's like the, the, the last quarter of the second half. We have to fucking play it hard now. This is yeah. And it felt really devastating. <clears throat> it felt really devastating to go, oh my God, we're, you know, seriously, all we can do is have a picnic. But there was real relief there for at least... It let off some steam, didn't it? The picnic they was fantastic really for our family. Like, we needed oh, it. Okay. It looked like it was, went off. Yeah. Oh, that was an that was amazing um, account of that story. There it really brought a tear to the eye. The children <laughs> running to the ca- uh, running from the car uh, w- with a reckless abandon. Um, <laughs> it really now, was. <laughs> now um, we actually ran uh, Leo Malloy uh, through our test group uh, across section of the Auckland voting demographic, and uh, pretty interesting results. Do you guys want to hear them? Yes, please. please. Mm. Okay, um, one of the mentions was there was too much effing and blinding. Uh, people mm. switched off. 
Just like that. They just shut down. They don't like effing and blinding. Um, People don't respond. uh, Yeah, people responded poorly uh, to that guy. Um, And and general Aucklanders hate people who lay about on the downtown wharves. (laughs) Privileged people. They don't like it because I remember I used to like going down to Princess Wharf back in the day, you know, before the developers ruined it. Uh, It used to be amazing. It was a great expo center. Um, I'll do everything in my power to see to it that Leo Malloy doesn't succeed in his bid for Auckland Meralty. Thank you very much. Perfect, I like that aggression. Maybe we should have put him on the older, the banner this evening. Can I just quickly um, say... Big Logie has put something interesting in here and it's nice to see, considering what Australia is going through with the split state politics, we are doing super yeah, well. We're doing pretty well. We are yep. pretty well. Bomber, question for you. Comrade. Jacinda Ardern unfortunately gets run over by a car tomorrow. Who would uh, take over the uh, Labour government? Who would be the, who would take over that? Would it be um, Hipkins or would it be uh, Robertson? That's a tough question. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm running over. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I hear exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, it's a huge question. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think the Labour Party would be able to continue or function very well. I think there would be a shockwave, an absolute shockwave through the party. Uh, Grant Robertson would step in. Um, his, 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 his position as finance minister gives him the mana uh, of executive to be able to hold the thing. And I think that he would probably be prime minister uh, in her place um, until the next election. And I think he would probably see out his time as leadership there. Like that would be my guess in, terms like of, in terms of the factions. Does that answer your question there, Luke? Yeah, so Robertson would be like a Jenny Shipley. Oh, okay. Uh, you, yes, 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 yes. He, he, he wouldn't be elected, but he'd, he'd run for the rest. He'd run the the um, the, the rest of the term. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Hey, um, can I ask a real uh, dumb, dumb question? No question is dumb. No question is dumb. When's the next election? Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. So, who do you think Judith Collins is still going to be running that scenario? My guess is with the Mark Mitchell deciding not to run in Auckland, um, he's been promised something from the next coup leaders. They're already in the back rooms, sharpening up the knives. My, yes. my guess will be at the, it'll be over this cross, Christmas. The, the, so the, you, you think she's going to be taken out, essentially? Uh, I think that they are so fearful of her now and think that there's no way she can pull back the middle ground. Yeah, they'll, mm. they'll go for this, this, these holidays. And so how many, um, I'll I'll just be very matter of fact about it, I don't know a lot about how our system works and I would like to know more, so I'm going to ask you annoying dumb dumb questions. Um, And hopefully there's someone out there who also does not understand it. Absolutely, absolutely. No, no, we never explain it. We never explain our political system. Yeah. Um, It's like taxes. It's like when you grow up and you turn 18, they're like, by the way, are you paying tax? And you're like, huh? What? Oh, what? How do I do that? What does this form mean? Um, what was my question? Oh, yeah. How many, how many terms 
do we call them terms? Can yes. Jacinda have? Is there a limit like there is in the states? Because I don't think there is. Is there? Is there? Good, 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 good question. Um, no, in, in America, you can only serve two terms, uh, and you'll see Trump try that on for 2024. But in New Zealand, you can serve as the le- as long as you have over 50 percent of the party supporting you as leader of the party. Uh, you mm. can remain as prime minister as long as the people of the country keep voting you up. Can you impeach a prime minister like in uh, the president? Uh, in New Zealand, there isn't any legal process um, that allows, because we don't have anyone with a presidential power. You, the prime minister has a lot of protections, like you can't sue her in her day-to-day job of what she's doing. And a lot of the advice and information that she gets through her office is um, secret. So that you, you can't sort of hold up advice that she's been given and say, oh, you did this, you did all of that. Um, if she committed a crime, though, uh, it would be up to the police commissioner to um, uh, uh, to approach the attorney general to get the oh. attorney general to sign a warrant for the prime minister's arrest. If he ran me over, that's a crime. That would go to the police commissioner to say if she if she, she would have to be driving the car. Yes. Yeah. Ah, so driver did it. No, get out of the way. You're dead. <laughs> Can I ask if could does she have the power to turn herself into a dictator? Can she change oh, the, right. um, the system? Yeah, actually, it's called Rule Two Four Two of the New Zealand Security Act. Um, it's martial law. So the Prime Minister, uh, if she believes that she cannot control um, public safety anymore. And the police commissioner advises her that he can't he can't keep order on the streets. Um, she would then go to with the attorney general. She would go to the governor general and ask for order two four two to be implemented. That's martial law. That means the suspension of all civil liberties and all civil rights, and it allows the prime minister to bring the army onto the streets. So there is, there are, there are, there are actual legal laws right. built into our system that would allow a prime minister to convince the governor general that um, the, the rule of law can't be um, uh, continued on the street, and the deployment of the military is the only option. And does the governor general go to the queen for that advice, or the governor general? No, oh, no, the governor general would 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 be the one who would advise the queen on such a matter sort of post that decision. But in a scenario like that, uh, it is simply expected that the Governor-General will give the Prime Minister those powers in that moment. It would be an extraordinary moment of constitutional insecurity if the Governor-General were to turn around and say, I don't believe uh, uh, the Attorney-General is correct in his uh, assessment, and I don't agree with the Police Commissioner that they can't continue law, uh, and I won't sign this. I mean, that, that, that would be the worst-case scenario you get constitutionally. But, I mean, it's, 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 one, of those, it's one of those things that um, geeks like to try and game out as to how it would work. Yeah. So, Bomber, oh, it's got to be four years, mate, doesn't it? You can't, you can't do anything in three years. We've proven that. It's just such a short term. Here's, I mean, the, I, here's, the, here's the problem, because that would be everyone's point of view, right? Come on, four years, it's a, they, they, don't, they don't have enough time to implement things. And look, there is some validity to that. There is some absolute validity to that. Here's the problem, though. Um, because we're only a uni chamber, we're, we're, we're a, we're a, we're a one-chamber um, parliament, um, our parliament is actually one of the most powerful parliaments in the Western um, uh, Westminster system. 
because you can speak a law, speak a law straight into law, uh, a bill straight into law in a total, I think of it as six hours. So you've got the most powerful parliament in the Western world where you can make law very, very easily and pass it. And the question is, do you want to leave governments in power for four years when they have so much power? Surely they should get off their own asses and make sure they get shit done in that three years. In that extra year and all that bloody power, there's not much of a check and balance there. Right. Just for Sophia's... um because uh, you probably didn't understand. What, explain one chamber. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, so um, thanks, in, Luke. In America, you've got your House of Representatives, and then you've got your Congress. So, so your Senate above it, right? Yeah. Right. So the vote goes through the House in America. The vote goes through the House of Representatives, and that's like our MPs. But then it's got to get passed by the Senate, which right. sits above it, and then the then the president signs off on it. In Britain, they've got the, the House of Commons, which is the commoners, uh, the, the normal MPs who were voted in, and then you've got the House, the, the, law, the House of Lords above it. So a law that gets passed through here then has to get signed up here. In, in Australia, Australia, Australia? Uh, they've got they've got a federal structure, right? So the states and then a, then a federal yeah. government. Actually, yeah. I, that was my next question was about Australia, but you finished saying what you were saying. But in New Zealand, it's just one chamber. So you've got a majority of people in this house, within six hours you can speak a bill straight into law. No other government, no other parliament has that kind of power. I actually quite like that though, but for efficiency. Absolutely. So the question should be, why the hell aren't you using it more and doing what you need to do in three years? Because allowing you an extra year of that amount of power and no check and balance to it, Okay. So. Don't you think, though, Bomber? That don't you think sense. we've got too many um, laws anyway? And then if you if you create a new law, you're going to take an old law back. Um, I just think that's like okay. We're going to put down one floorboard, but we're going to tear one up because we have too many yeah. floorboards here. I mean, if you need a law, you need a law. Right. Fair enough. Hey, what's the best way of taking over a government? You know, with a revolution, do you think you need to get the police on side, or do you need to get the army on side first? And if you do that, it's just going to take money, right? Money and influence. You would need if if you were going to. I mean, how many ways do you want to try and do this? Um, The most successful way, bomber, in your mind. Well, a military coup, I suppose. I mean, there would have to be factions within the military that believe the government is going in the wrong direction. Uh, let's say the government foreign policy suddenly starts cuddling up to uh, China uh, and wants to be part of China and doesn't want to sign up with Australia, Britain and America. Um, you might have some army factions who think this is a terrible decision. Uh, 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 you know, the socialist Jacinda has gone completely crazy. Um, and then you might decide by, um, you know, by having certain groupings within the military, um, you would try and take over by force. Um, the smarter way to do it, if you were really going to want to take over, um, is that you would put up a puppet candidate. You would feed that puppet candidate money, resources to run a political party. Um, and then you would have the intelligence services uh, take uh, you know, lots of intimate photos of politicians that you don't like. You'd dig up on dirt on, on, on the politicians you wanted to remove. You would simply slide photos under the carpet of that person's house. Those politicians stand down, allowed your puppet to get up. 
Um, you would use the intelligence agencies, I think. That would probably be the easiest way to take over. And once you get a party in, 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 in power, you then implement um, uh, Law 242. Okay. Can you I see Luke Dello going like this? Yes, I just wrote uh, on the notes down. Just note, Leo would be a great little Napoleon, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, just quickly, how long does it take for a bill to get into the chamber, though? Oh, well, um, you, uh, uh, so, so the government either works on it itself or you get selection. There are some, uh, everyone gets to put a member's bill in, and if those get drawn out, then you get to, to discuss it. Um, what happens is first reading, um, so that goes to the, to, the, to the floor. If you get a majority vote there and enough people say, yeah, okay, let's, let's see this go on to the second level, it then goes on to a select committee. And select mm. committee then probes the law and opens it up to the public. People come in, experts, academics, uh, various interest groups come in, they battle it out through the sleep. From Marvel Rebirth, now moving ahead is Mika Fungin. Mika Fungin. No, Luke. Rebirth in Sorry, here. Luke's on the race. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, We've got a, uh, a gambler, an, an actual an addicted gambler here that we actually... Uh, oh, right, right, right. Sorry, racing now. Ricky Ash up on the outside, Cosmo Palatina. What are you, what are you beating on, Luke? What's going on here? Uh, number six. As we have number one of two, leading the way now, Espada Azul. You see that? Making its DCK debut yep. and has around the first corner. Marvel Reaper. Get up there, boy! Second. Come on! Again, now dropping to third, now to fourth, moving up into third is Zagalo. We don't want that one. Espada Azul, Marvel Rebirth, Zagalo. Look. Wild Child. You look sexy now. here. Come around, boy. Sexy. Now we're racing look at him. For home. Get up there, boy. Espada Azul. Go, you good thing, go. Oh, get up there, boy, you dirty little dog. There we go. I like uh, Andrew says, nice wind roller. I can't believe we just had that happen in the middle of such an interesting conversation. Let's pretend that never happened and please can. Continue, Bomber. Do you remember what you were talking about? So I think that's what Tamari Coffee is doing. Is that right? Or have I got that right? Because we interviewed him the other day. Members bill, they work with legislation, then the select committee. And so everyone gets to say on the bill and the law, and then the law gets passed at the end. Okay, okay, cool. We've got another quick question. Could we get Barack Obama or do they have to be from New Zealand? Which I think is a great question. How good would that be? You have to be a New Zealand citizen to run for New Zealand Parliament. Okay, citizen, you say. Yeah. So we could ferry him over and... But you, know, you don't have to be... Uh, okay, so you just had to jump through of citizenship. Barack yeah. came over here, became a New Zealander, and then bingo, he could be our next leader. Oh, if... if, if Maybe if, that, yeah. that could be our plight you know we could we could shoulder that burden of trying to communicate with him you know we've done yeah. really well globally in this covid thing it's an attractive offer surely we could give obama a billion dollars to come and work for us is that a thing can we do that i think you should definitely call up the u.s embassy and see if you can, can get an interview absolutely yeah. we should well, hey, um, I just want to say thank you very much, Bomber. It's been a real pleasure. I've got to move on to domestic violence chat. So, um, ah, good luck with that. Sounds, sounds, sounds uplifting. Until thank next week, so buddy much. boy. All right. Love you, Cheers, buddy. See you, matey. Fantastic.
Hey, guys. Fane, I've actually got a um, a little bit of information here if you'd like me to share it. Please. What is it? Well, it's in regards to uh, the story Bomber was telling, uh, Order 242. I know it well. Martial law. Uh, police state. It's actually the coolest law ever. It's a true law. That's a fact. Uh, it's sort of enacted when society falls into disorder, you know, society gone troppo. You know, people like you and I will be deputized by the state. We'll be able to, you know, arrest and detain uh, assailants as long as we don't harm them, of course. And, uh, Actually, I've actually got 20% off my two-week self-defense uh, and apocalyptic preppers course, and that's available now. We're doing an online workshop. You know what? I can really wholeheartedly see you doing a the, like the Taekwondo guy from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm going to... The, the United States flag, and he's got the... He's like, would you fuck with me? Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> Fucking rule 4242, watch your ass. <laughs> you might see my smile there. Thanks, Manny. I love it. What you might see my smile there. We Thane, got the trifecta. Thane, oh my you've God. got How a much is massive that? thing stuck on the screen. It just says fact. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, it's a bit we got the oh, Hey, Michelle. We got the trifecta of $291. Yes. Fantastic. So what are we going to do with that money? Where does that go? Can we allocate that? So what? That, that's a hundred dollars for Thane and I, and ninety-one dollars for you. And what was the cents? Twenty cents. Twenty cents for Benny. There you go. We won the trifecta. <laughs> that's incredible news. Well done, mate. Can you clap, Michelle? Well, she can clap. What? Hey guys, I've got another special guest. I want to meet you. I want you guys to meet a really cool guy. Hold here, everybody. Here we go. Chris Dentahoe, how are you, mate? All right? I'm really good, mate. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. Um, come and meet my friends. They're right over here. Uh, we've got uh, Michelle from Evandale next to you, uh, Luke Dello and Sophia Mantel. Fabulous. Kia ora. How you doing? How are you? Yeah. Hey, so have you been watching the show uh, in your room? Uh, I, I just heard some uh, very, very entertaining um, horse racing betting or something that's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we won. We won some money out of that, which is great. How much did we win again? Two hundred and ninety-one dollars. And twenty cents. That's that's amazing. Were you talking about politics before that or something? We were talking Uh, about it while the horse racing was going. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's very interesting. The politics we were talking about was very revolutionary. You know, well, kind of, can we take over the country? Who can we put into leadership? What's the best route of throwing somebody over? can just into turn this into um, a dictatorship and you know all you tick every single one of those boxes true. it can happen that's true that's very true hey i can just see fact on my screen am i supposed oh, to be right. able to see your oh, faces yes yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should sorry now sorry, I can i'm gonna do delete this sorry uh, guys can you see that, us now that is awesome that makes connecting with what you're saying should we do the intros again? Yeah. Hey, mate. I, hang on. I'll do this whole. Hey, I want to introduce you to somebody. If it's coming to the uh, lobby, mate. Here we go. We got uh, Luke Dello, yeah, and Michelle from Avondale. Oh man, that's so. Fa- Thank you. Sorry about. I should have said something earlier. 
No but that's worries. okay. You were trying to be polite. I had to do the same thing before. We've had real issues with that fact thing. Yeah, <laughs> got to go. Quite away. Hey, so you've got a band. It's called Albie and the Wolves. You've got a gift from God, which is your vocal ability. It's beautiful. Um, um, why don't you walk us through the band, who they are, how it works, and your sound? Well, okay, so we're an interesting band. Um, we do indie folk Americana type music, uh, which is something that, you know, a New Zealand is uh, a bit familiar with. Um, I feel artists that also go under this umbrella are like Marlon Williams or Nadia Reed. Um, mm. Uh, but we're even a bit different from them. We we have violin. Uh, sometimes we have banjo. We have double bass, and uh, yeah, I, which you you know you don't hear too much on mainstream no. uh, radio in New Zealand. But it's what we do. Um, we've travelled internationally playing our music, which is really interesting. And um, yeah, that's that's the band I'm in, Albie and the Wolves. Fantastic. That's How many of you concert. are there in the uh, in the band? In the pack, th- in the Wolf Pack. Ah, thank you for. I love that you said Wolf Pack. I've been trying to make that catch on for a long time. I saw it, mate. Who's the? Because in the Wolf Pack, it's quite interesting. You have the strong one at the front and the strong one at the back, and you have the weak ones in the middle. Where are you, Albie? Well, okay. So fortunately, there's three of us, right? Uh, and I'm going to say we have Mike. He's wise. So I feel like he probably goes to the back with wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm confident, so stick me at the front. And uh, yeah. Pascal, yeah, look, he plays violin amazing. Uh, I will explain who Michael and Pascal are in a moment. But I think uh, he's the weakest link. We can we can take him out. Okay, he's the weakest <laughs> one. So, yeah, that's, that's, there we go. That's the wolf pack. <laughs> uh, yeah, shoot. So there's myself. Um, I'm the front man. I sing, I play guitar, and I have a little kick. Um, we have a fella called Pascal Roggen, who's an extraordinary violinist. Um, if you went to Denny Doolins or uh, yeah if you've ever been to Danny Doolins and you've seen an extraordinary uh, fiddler there um, then you'll have seen him uh, and then we have a guy called Michael Young who plays the double bass uh, all of us sing as well so we've got lovely harmonies in the band and that What's makes the three there, Albie. Mm-hmm. what is the difference between a violin and a fiddle nothing it's exactly. just how you play isn't it uh, yeah, it's how you play, and I mean the the instrument has uh, it has a it has a big origin, right? And it was played in different countries, and so you know, like anything that uh, is used in different places, you have different names for it. So some people call it a violin, some people call it a fiddle. We play folk music, so you know we say fiddle. But is it called fiddle because it's like like fiddle, like fiddling, fiddling? You know, like what do you think it's called a fiddle? Uh, I mean. Fiddly D, I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with the the uh, how it sounds. You know, it, it could, like it could a be tempo something. Tempo like thing, doesn't it? The fiddle is always quite a high tempo. It's quite an intense. Whereas the violin tends to sound more. When you say it and when you hear it, you think of more orchestral kind yeah. of tempo. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I mean, it, it probably has some cultural relevance to, to you know, the various places where it was used. But unfortunately, we'll get Benny to Google that, and uh, he can come back with the facts. Yeah, that's right. And then, well, we need the sign then as well. So. Yeah, for sure. When, when did you know you had a good voice? At what age? And when did you kind of go, I should be a vocalist or a singer as well? Well, uh, here's the thing. Um, it's like it's just something that I've done my whole life, right? I was a kid. I used to sing everywhere that I went, and I I, I kind of struggle with the idea of what a good vocalist is because I think you just do your thing. Um, I practice a lot. I always want to get better, um, and so um, I don't know. I don't know if you can ever really say I'm a good vocalist uh, yourself. I feel like it's something that people might say around you, um, but I yeah. Help me. I'm picking up an accent there. I'm just trying to work this out. I'm just. 
I'm very good for my accent, so I can't work it out. We as a Canadian or North American? Or? I'm born and bred Kiwi, man. I just talk funny. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, what are the chances of playing a little something? Is that a possibility? Look, I would absolutely love to. I'd actually like to play you guys an unreleased brand new Albie and the Wolves song. How, wow. how does that sound? Amazing. Yes. Yeah, all right. Okay. I, I figured, look, it's quite uplifting. I feel like, you know, we need a little positivity in our lives right now. So. Amen. Um, That's an eight string. Uh, no, this is just a six string. Oh, yeah. um, can you guys hear the guitar nice and clear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Asking for something not owed to me The passing of time keeps my hope alive Don't you go and forget the time we shed before all our best Cause it's not I'm holding on, I'm holding on to the I'm holding on, I'm holding on, I'm holding on All that I did Yet you were kind Through all the mess Put out a light You used to shine so bright Don't you go And forget The times we Shit before all I miss Cause it's love I'm holding on, I'm holding on to love I'm holding on, I'm holding on to love I'm holding on, I'm holding on, I'm holding on Just bear with me here and imagine that there was an extraordinary violin solo soaring over the section. There was banjo. There was some double bass. There was a kick roaring underneath. To love, I'm holding on. I'm holding on to love. I'm holding on, I'm holding on to love. I'm holding on, I'm holding on, I'm holding on. Hey, Albie, that was wow. Fantastic. Wow. That was a good song. Now I know why that song's called Holding On, right? Because you've got that empty Coke bottle behind you. Is that just in case you do let go? 
<laughs> yes. That is incredible. You have a fantastic stage presence and voice. How do you just just do it out of nowhere with no one there doing it with you? I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable just sitting here talking on my own. Even I get Instagram fear, like just posting something. How do you just start singing out of nowhere? Well, I mean, I feel like there's a couple answers to this. First, you guys just make everyone feel comfortable, right? So I was sitting there, I was listening to the show. I kind of felt like I was in a room of like really good friends. And I feel like, you know, that's a nice thing. I felt like I was walking somewhere that felt nice and familiar and comfortable. And then the second part, I guess, is just practice. You know, I, mm. I love writing songs. I love singing them. And this is an amazing opportunity to get to do that. So. What I love, absolutely. Thank you very much for the compliments. What I also love about you, when you are singing, you tilt your head up like a wolf too, don't you? You know, (laughs) at the moon, it's fantastic. It is nighttime. It's appropriate. How much do you uh, charge yourself out there, Albie? I mean, I've got a you know midnight garter and stuff like that. It'd be good little get the old fiddle going in the garden, fiddle in the garden type thing. We could call it that. Um, oh, look, 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 ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hire me, you want to hire Albie and the Wolves, just shoot a sneaky email to info at and I will sort you right out. Did you just say a little... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to do the political tap of the nose. Isn't, isn't that a thing? Isn't that a... Oh. Yeah, it's in yeah. the no, not up the no. Okay, oh, so. Excellent, no. mate. You got it right. Luke is just <laughs> taking you down the garden path there. Oh, he's he's a cheeky bastard. I could hear that before. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, but um, what did I say about the voice, guys? Isn't that just a great voice? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Is it hard to operate in New Zealand to try and get a hit record if you're trying to go, okay, you know, doing clubs and getting gigs is one thing, but trying to rate on this bloody, you know, singles charts or, or whatever how do you get up there is it is that a tough proposition well i think unfortunately i think this is the question that everyone would love a single answer to yeah. and i think um first and foremost it's about a great song you need mm-hmm. a great song and then in in again new zealand's a really tricky market i'm trying to do indie folk in new zealand and i mean you know there aren't that many stations that are dedicated to that type of music in that genre um so i think if you were smart you'd probably choose a mainstream genre as well like something like hip-hop or pop or or, um (laughs) rock or something um but i think it's it's a mixture of uh, perseverance it's a mixture of talent it's about having a great song taking opportunities and and working for a long time and and that combination of things come together uh to to get the charts it's it's not quite a lottery but uh sometimes it feels a bit like it yeah yeah, you just got to stay in it, don't you? And you got to keep consistently good, um, and you've got to keep your your, li- your little stories tight, you know, your songs, and yeah. uh, you just got to keep on keeping it on. And uh, how long have you been doing it now? Well, um, I I kind of feel like I officially decided to take music seriously around 2014. Before that, I was this sort of homeless character. Um, I uh, had a, a phone with buttons on it, and I didn't like wearing shoes, and I hitchhiked a lot. Um, <laughs> and I came to Auckland. Uh, it's a pretty cool story, actually. I moved in um, with a fella called Damien, and he was tied into a pub called uh, Portland Public House. You don't... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, pub. yeah, it's a great pub. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I was there right at the beginning when it first started, and it was this amazing mecca for, for music and um, musicians. And that was actually where I met one of the members of the band, that, uh, one of the former members of Albion and the Bulls. Um, 
I've got sidetracked. Honestly, I was just I was uh, feeling whimsical and talking about that, and I can't remember the point. Oh, how long have I been doing this for? I say since 2014. If you want short answers, you are talking to the wrong bloke. <laughs> no, we love a long answer here. We love a long answer. Absolutely. Oh, very good. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're um, going strong. Um, you're looking healthy, so I guess it's you're paying the bills. Probably yeah, thank you very much. I'd, yeah. I'd say, man, if you, you guys want Where'd you grow up, Albie? I, I grew up in Mangatoroto. Have any of you guys heard or do you oh, know yeah, that's where uh, Tui is? Hey, Tui. The beer? Yeah. That's, nah, man, completely different part of the country. We're north. We're northland. Oh, shit, that one. Yeah, there's two yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Have you ever driven to Kaiwi Lakes by any chance? Mm, I've heard that's a really amazing camping spot, and mm. I tried to nab a camping spot there for this year, and it was completely booked out as soon as it opened. Long, yeah. But no, I haven't no, driven I, there. If, yeah, if you've driven to there, then you've been through my hometown, yeah. Beautiful. Very cool. Well, mate, I really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, we're just about to talk to Sammy Phil, but um, mm-hmm. keep on keeping on, and I can't wait to see you very live very soon. Hey, You're thank you, Gardner. Yeah. Thank you You're very much. Man. You're a gorgeous man. And, Gosh. Hey, mate, you're vaccinated, right? That went all well for you and everything? You're all good? Are you okay? I feel great. Um, you know, you feel like you get a punch in the arm, but I got my mm-hmm. second jab on Monday, and here I am, alive and kicking. Fantastic. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, hell, if I if there's anyone out there who's thinking, feeling dubious or scared, honestly, they gave they gave us hungy afterward. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It well, was yeah, super choice. Where where did you get vaccinated? Can I ask? Uh, I'm in Rotorua at the moment, so yeah, oh, that is really cool. I'm glad that they're starting to do things like that. Luke's yeah. about to put his. Are you putting something back on? All right, he's putting he back. Showed on. us his vaccination. Good boy, Luke. How long's that plaster been on for, Luke? What a shout! It's just today, girl. You're supposed to take it <laughs> off. Are going to talk about women's refuge shortly? Yes, um, we are. <laughs> so you stay with us very shortly. Hey, thank you very much, mate. We'll let you off the bus here. I'll be all the best. Thank you so thank very you much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bye mate. Now. What a lovely guy. I just want to play this little video that's going viral on Vex. Have a listen to this, uh, everybody. This is good. Show us your facts. Oh, COVID. Show us your facts. Oh, COVID. Stomach is a massive wanker. Come on, Kiwis. Let's get cracking. Show us your facts. Oh, that's brilliant. Love it. Oh, Cute, God. isn't it? Fantastic. Uh, Sammy, it. we're coming to you very shortly. She's in the lobby. I just want to quickly bring in uh, uh, Benny Mac. Your last take from that performance, which was live. Oh, fucking excellent performance. Absolutely. I think it was really, really good up until when Luke sort of made that real crass joke at the end there and sort of ruined the whole thing. But I really like how um, how Albie called um, Luke a cheeky bastard. Uh, He's hit that nail right on the head. I mean, Luke really knows how to ruin an interview and belittle (laughs) the guest. He never never ceases to fail. Um, And also, um, Luke... Yeah. You mixed up manga tanoka with manga kino. Do you, did you know that manga means mountain, or are you just an idiot? <laughs> How do I belittle that man? He was a mess. He was a beautiful man. I said he's beautiful. He is a beautiful man. Okay, okay you guys. insinuated that he was going to piss in the coke bottle. Yeah, because he was holding on. He was holding oh, on. Yeah. I've got, okay. I've got, I've got, I've got a fact. I've got to put my candle out. I'll be back. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So what I did for you, Luke, Luke, I'm just joking. Um, Luke, what, what, what we did is you, you asked about the, why is a fiddle called a fiddle? Um, yeah. We've got that information here. It's, uh, uh, it's derivative from the Latin fidula, which is an uh. early word for violin. And it's actually interesting on that note um, that the fiddle and the violin is indeed the same instrument. Um, and why would one call uh, a fid- it either a fiddle or a violin? I know the answer. Yes. Um, they're just different kinds of music, you know, violins for classical and oh. jazz, and while well, fiddle is for, for folk and country and bluegrass. Uh, so, yeah. That makes sense, Benny, man, because uh, it's from the, the fiddles from Europe where the French sort of Catholic church was fiddling with the young kids. Thanks, mate. All the best, Benny. Also, I'm coming to you shortly. Here we go. Gets ready. Two minutes past 10 o'clock. Sammy, Phil, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello. How are you? Very good. Hey, thank you very much for taking time um, uh, talking to us uh, tonight. I want to introduce you to uh, Luke Dello. He's here with us and uh, joining us very uh, soon as Sophia. Plus, we've also got uh, standing by uh, Michelle from Avondale. She just sits there and she kind of like just hangs out with us occasionally. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, so I came across a, um, a very personal uh, Facebook um, yep. post um, from you, and I was thinking, holy moly, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we've got COVID, we've got everything else going on, and then you've got this going on in your life, and sometimes you feel that you forget that people have got a lot of stuff going on, and mm, for you it's very yeah. serious. I was wondering if you could just recap that post if you can, edit out what you can't talk about because it could be legal now. But are you able to do that? Yeah, post? yeah, sure. So I think um, I have been living in um, New Zealand for the last year and a bit. Um, and I obviously had to relocate back to New Zealand with my son. Um, We moved back to New Zealand in September last year when he was eight months old because we had to, um, we experienced quite bad um, family violence from my son's dad. Um, And so we, the best option for us was to come back home to New Zealand where we obviously had like whānau support, um, like roof over our head, you know, food in our bellies, et cetera. Um, And we've been here for just over a year. Um, But just shy of a year, um, my son's dad has um, put an application to the New Zealand family court to have my son sent back to Australia. Um, And, yeah, I'm just kind of just dealing with that at the moment and going through the motions of that roller coaster, which isn't really great. Yeah, now, (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, so am I. You see in the post that some like social services helped you get out of there because when you've got no yeah. money, when you maybe have money that you can't get it out uh, because mm. you're kind of breaking up and, and what have you, yeah. um, how do you evacuate out of a country like that and get safe? Yeah, it's um, it's quite a tough one, and I thought that I was literally so trapped. I had no idea what to do. Um, luckily, through going to court and obtaining like a, I guess what you would call here in New Zealand a protection order, um, mm. they have caseworkers over there that can help you. And obviously, when you're in a situation like that, I think all you can do is really like take the help because what else have you really got to lose? So, and I think Mm. for like a lot of women, it's quite scary too, because you don't know what you're doing and you're, you know, 
you're so dependent on this other person that that person's no longer in your life. So you've got to rely on all these other government services, which obviously I'm mm. so thankful for because I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. Um, and there's a company in Victoria called The Orange Door and they um, assign you like a caseworker, a family violence caseworker, and they kind of just went through um, our whole situation. Um, and part of the uh, abuse in um, my ex-partner's relationship was financial abuse quite severely. Mm. Um, and because he was taken away from the property by police, he stopped paying rent on the property, which obviously then oh, had right. us evicted from the property. Um and the landlord knew what was going on, but at the end of the day, he didn't really care because he wasn't getting his money for the right. property. Um, so he applied to what's called VCAT over there, and yeah. he was successful in obtaining an eviction notice. So that was going to potentially put my son, which was eight months old, and myself um, homeless and ending up into a woman's refuge. So the Salvation Army did like a risk assessment and they mm. said that we were obviously at quite an elevated risk and the best option was to put us on a flight back to New Zealand. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And because we're obviously New Zealand citizens, there's not really um, much room in terms of government support over in Australia either. Mm -hmm. So there was obviously the financial side too. So could we actually afford to stay in Australia? And that was not an option for us either. And so have you got someone helping you, obviously, with the court case with your ex-partner? Um, I do. I do have um, a, a legal team at the moment um, and they've just been fantastic and they've been so helpful. Um, yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for the team that I have at the moment working. working are, they, are they giving you sort of a feeling of having hope to to get this thrown out is that what can happen no, no it's it's really complicated because it's called um the Hague convention which is like an international law um mm. between a lot of countries and because my son wasn't born here in New Zealand he was born in Australia mm. um the courts kind of look at it like well you can go back there and you can sort it out over there because they have um, a well a well equipped family court system that can deal with that sort of stuff how do you um, feel about that uh not great because obviously my son's not even two yet so mm. if we were to be sent back we actually have nowhere to go back to so yeah. potentially we would do MIQ in Melbourne and then where would we go? We'd go back into a woman's refuge. What a situation. And are things, can you, does the ex communicate with you um, no. to this day? So it's all going to go through no. legal, right? Yeah. And does he have like family behind him to add to the mix to make your life hell? Usually that comes um, with him. So his family are all in New Zealand. He's a Kiwi as well. Um, wow. So his they're all in Auckland except for his sister that's in Rotorua. Um, and I've actually been more than generous with them having a really good, well-established relationship with my son while we've been here too. Because despite everything that has happened between his father and I, like I still believe that family is so important. Right. And like I would never want to withhold my son from having a relationship with them, you know? Mm. So I've been able to put that past and like let him have a relationship with his nana and papa, but they don't really want to get involved in what's been happening. They don't want to yeah. say like, uh, and I, you know, I, I can't 
really talk on their behalf about no, the situation. Sure but yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've got a legal um, team together over here. So you're going through the Hague. You're going to try and overturn that so you can stay here and remain yeah. safe. Yeah. Is when you compare the services, how's New Zealand um, working with Australia? Australia got a as better set up for this type of stuff, or? Um, I think in terms, I haven't really gone through you know family violence in New Zealand, so I'm not yeah. too sure what the system is like in terms of that. I believe there is a woman's refuge here, and mm. I have personally reached out to them since I've been here because I've said to them like, "This is what's happening to me now. Mm -hmm. This mm. is what happened to me in Australia. Like, can you guys offer me any help?" And that's mm. when a lady in Wellington, Caroline, got in contact with me and said, "This lawyer is really good with the Hague." get in contact with him and yeah he's just been amazing as well as the lawyer that i have here in Tauranga as well fantastic and, um perhaps at the end of this you can share those details just in case there's anyone who's watching who may be able to benefit from um their name yeah <laughs> yeah of course so i guess like in melbourne um i went through like a helpline first called safe steps mm -hmm. and they were amazing and they were able to help me put things in place um to you know if things like putting in safe ways of leaving the relationship and mm -hmm. how to go about getting like an ivo which is what you guys call hero protection order and stuff like that and the orange door, they've just got their hands in so many different areas that they're able to facilitate anybody of any circumstance, really. Like, I could That's not recommend them more than enough. Because it's such a difficult situation, um, even if you're trying to leave. You know, there's so many hooks in there that can easily mm. pull you back, and it's just not as simple as going, okay, no problem, I'm out of here. Yeah. You're a dick. Yeah. It doesn't work like that, you know? It's, no. It's a, um, a web. So congratulations. Well done. For getting okay. out. You yeah, know, not no. congratulations is the word for it, but, you know, incredible strength on your behalf is probably a Thank better you. suited um, thing to say. But And for getting your child to safety, you know, amazing mm. mama. I just yeah. think, like, we talk so much about – like the generational cycles of abuse and how it gets passed on and I just was mm. sitting there and I was like this can't obviously like he's learned that from somewhere I'm not going to let my baby learn this you know like yeah. the cycle just keeps going and I just think like enough is enough and it's not okay and I understand why women stay in relationships as well because it is so psychologically daunting and the financial mm. side too like how am I going to support myself and I openly admit I had to like live off Salvation Army food vouchers because mm. I had no money to feed my baby wow. and it yeah. was so hard but you just got to do it and you got to find that strength and yeah it's just not okay was there any inklings no shame in that either by the way no. not at all was there any inklings um, early in the relationship that this guy was uh, that way and uh, did it escalate over a period of time or just it did escalate yeah and I think like when you're in it you're just so like the benefit of the doubt yeah and then once you step away from it and you start to put things together you're like wow like that makes sense now you know yeah. like all these like little things that get chipped away and chipped it's like mm -hmm. gaslighting have you ever heard of gaslighting yeah 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 I think also when you're in a relationship 
you are taught to try and fix it, try and fix mm-hmm. it, you know. So yeah. whilst things can be going on over here, you don't necessarily go, well, this is shit, I'm out of here. <laughs> You're like, mm. how can I fix this? How can I resolve this? What have I done that, you know, I need to take responsibility for? And I think with a lot of abusive partners, what they can do is make you feel that it is your fault and therefore mm-hmm. you need to make changes in order to restore peace yeah. within that relationship. And that's really soul-destroying, you know. I I know... Um, mm. Uh, a couple of people close to me have been through similar situations and it is absolutely heartbreaking to watch and very, very difficult to leave. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I bet it's a sobering kind of digestion period once you're, you've stepped away, you know. Has it taken a long time to kind of fully comprehend what's happening and or happen? Mm-hmm. definitely it has taken a long time and even now like there's things that will trigger and I'm like okay no 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 it's okay like mm-hmm. you're safe you're fine breathe just breathe and it's just yeah it's a long process of healing and as long as you've got all that support network around you and you've got your friends and your family and mm-hmm. you know and they understand and they're patient with you I think yeah and I think opening up about it as well and not being afraid to talk about it because I think mm-hmm. there's sometimes like that stigma around those yep. sort of situations that people are too scared or ashamed or embarrassed and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. No, not on your end. On his end, yes. But and that's the funny thing about it. You know, why do we put stigma in the women who are trying to leave, who have been, you know, just been one thing after another, having things yeah. thrown at them, who have got the strength to actually stand up and look after their children and get them out of there and look after themselves. And, you know, I always think a really good kind of, and it's one of those things that it's easy to say and not always easy to do, but you do sometimes as a mother go, would I be happy for my child to be in this scenario? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, you go, no, I'd be horrified. Well, then what the hell? You know, we often don't treat ourselves as well as we would treat the ones that we love. And I think it's a really important thing to, to include yourself as someone that you love and to be able to take care of yourself like that. So, again, yeah. kudos to you for being able to take those steps. Thank you. It's definitely not easy. And, oh, there's, more, like, days where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. just – yeah, but no, like I just look at my son and I'm it, I'm just doing it for him. I have to do it for him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I always like to think that, you know, someone's watching this and they're sitting, they're in a dysfunctional, you know, a relationship, abusive relationship, and then they look at the abuser and they kind of go, oh, shit, that's me. And then they kind of, you know, have to address it. Yeah, anyway, so it's just, it's a weird thing. And I kind of hope that, you know, someone's singled out because of this type of thing and someone gets some help. But obviously, you've got help now. You've got your legal issues. And I really, really appreciate you sharing your story tonight. Thank you very that's, much. Thank, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And, and yeah, I'm as well. happy to talk. Yeah, I will definitely. Um, yeah. Got a few weeks to go. And, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, I'm not saying that we've got any things up our sleeves, but, you know, it's always good to talk about it. And then if you have, you know, if you're moving or hopefully you're not, (laughs) but, 
you know. Crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if it came to that, then it's always great to just talk about what your needs are, you know, and how they mm-hmm. can be met, you know, that it's community so important and hopefully, you know, that's one thing the internet has it's, it's an ability yeah. to connect people so you know do let us know how you're going and i pray for you and your beautiful baby um and i hope that it all goes whatever way you want it to because you deserve it you've worked really hard to get where you are and yeah again amazing thank Thanks you so much. much thank you for having me all the best thank you bye bye Sammy Phil, everybody, and uh, if you do need some numbers, uh, uh, I've got the numbers here, you know, responsible broadcaster, and there's lots of them from elder abuse, family violence information line, hey bro helpline. I'll just leave them up a little bit longer um, and so you can just you mull can over those them. numbers. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks. You go, guys. Yes, hello. Hi, can you put that on your um, Facebook page? No, I'm definitely going to put on the Facebook page. Good idea, idea, Michelle. And we might also follow up with Sammy and get the lawyer's details of who she's working with um, in case anyone out there would make use of those. Um, That is a really sad story and a really common story, and I think that it's great to to talk about it and to, you know, look at the realities of it. And it's just – I find it really shocking to think that they might be sent – back to a place where they have no one except an abuser it's yeah. um it's really devastating isn't it melissa's got um, a message here wouldn't it be such a positive if kids learned about respect consent and healthy relationships at school such a key issue to educate and build awareness around an early age absolutely from absolutely. zero to seven that's where all the kids are getting their info from so we must nurture mm-hmm. those little brains and keep them happy and healthy all the way through you know mm-hmm turning out some great um great uh, adults um now you what did you glean betty mac just quickly um. thanks benny um now what i gotta do is i just gotta say uh friday everybody we've got a special uh, this cat is joining us on the show Vinny eastwood uh, will be on the show friday 9 p.m uh, this is the guy that did the first protest outside tvnz and uh, subsequently got arrested there no mask on and uh the guy is um he's gonna basically he's an anti-vaxxer wow. from way back and he's got lots to say so here's our show any questions again we want them on and that type of thing so very good okay that um, guy his tie i can't every time i see that photo big yeah. guy little tie <laughs> <laughs> you'd think that he was standing in the gutter and they were up on the footpath but i mean he is a i think you unit. said it well unit. uh sophia an absolute behemoth and um it's exciting to have him on the show at the end of the week and his personality is larger than life too so should be a good show hey um michelle what was your favorite bit of the show tonight the broadcast what did you think uh the um domestic violence yeah (laughs) why did that stick out to you as a favorite part i guess well Um, I, I don't know, but um, on the other hand, when, like, for example, um, like like myself, I haven't had any domestic violence, but when you're alone and you feel alone, mm. but then you know that there's actually help, you can get out 
get you know get at the same time does mm. that make any sense yeah absolutely and I think it's um it's actually an interesting one for me as well because when we're talking to Sammy I felt almost like hamstrung because I, I want to help so badly and that initial you know that response is like oh my god what can I do here and um, <laughs> but there's nothing really you can do and it's all sort of this court system and it's it's almost frustrating but it's still worth having the conversation to just open that that door and to let someone know that you know you're there as well um and also to just talk about what goes on and make it not such a such a stigmatized conversation i suppose but it is um it's just very very sad isn't it yeah very sad and also wasn't she brave coming forward you know and actually very talking brave. about it tonight absolutely. so absolutely absolutely um, where do you find the guests thing that's all I do pretty much during the day. I go through my Instagram and my Facebook feed and anyone who's sharing a story or wants their story heard, I kind of follow them up and say, hey, jump on. And that's why I target um, bands and stuff as well. Any, We've got another musician tomorrow who's coming on uh, from a band called The After. And um, I want to give a pedestal to people who are just under the radar or, you know, doing well and need a bit of a boost to platform. Yeah. You know, I'd love to help out a little guy, I think. Mm. Can I ask a question? Yes, of course. Whereabouts on this on this page can I post messages? I don't know um, where. You know, on so, on the screen, it's nowhere that, oh, that I can no. see to post messages. No, not on We're the general chat. But where are all of these other other people? Um, you know. Well, you've got to send them through, through the. Um, yeah, so you send them through the. Um, a messenger on the comments and then I'll, I yeah. put them up yeah oh yeah so I'm the guy going mm. I'm the guy that changes all the camera angles oh. and to everybody Wayne does all the hard work here yeah we just so often right. when I'm looking down or like that I'm switching things around so it's fine and, so um yeah. the the messenger is just on um, Facebook is that right that's it yes yep although okay. oh, oh, YouTube Twitch all the other platforms but yeah but not while we're on the screen we can use the private chat yeah so you could have it up on your phone or something like that while you're using this on your laptop yeah Yeah. Yeah. can I just just, um, share one positive thing that's happened today yes please please. Um, um, I mean I've been in my own little bubble all by myself for the past eight nine weeks now and yes I do receive support services most days of the week but for whatever reason they they minimize your the care that they give you mm. um, um and for example they say that shopping is not essential what what yeah shopping is not essential so i i do that myself um um doing laundry that is not essential this so is I crazy. do that myself. So long story short, these are the most essential. Yeah. Yeah. So after speaking to the right person this afternoon, she said that there are that there's room for um, making things better for the client, me, and she's put in place an order for me to receive my usual hours starting next week. 
Oh, oh awesome. my God. Awesome. I'm doing like my own dishes, but mm. you know, washing them. But I can't reach over to the sink without hurt, without hurting my back. Oh boy! Oh, for crying out loud. Anyway, Andrew Cronk oh. um, wants to know why you're wearing a lanyard. It's like you're off to a concert or something or a convention. Oh, you're so fine. Okay. Yeah, I keep I keep dropping it. That, that makes, makes sense. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, Brilliant yeah. innovation. You got fans out there uh, too, Michelle. People love uh, talking with you. You know, I couldn't. So, I couldn't tell. I, I, I know that Hayden sent me a few messages, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure how to respond to the messages. Oh, you have to do that on your comment section. He really was on your date, Wayne. Yeah, on your Facebook page. Yeah, that's it. Or wherever you're watching, talk uh, back with us. Yeah, you hey. usually put the comments in on the Facebook page where the live is happening. Yeah. Okay, right. Also, yeah. some big news, everybody. Um, got some big news. The big news is we've got a website called talkback.co.nz uh, kicking in live uh, by the end of the week. So all the past episodes will be on there. And um, also, you'll be able to watch it live there in one place. Uh, if anything goes down with Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or all the other stuff we're on, um, and also there'll be a little merch shop kicking in. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff coming up. So it's going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the it's home of new wonderful. New Zealand talk. Mm. I love that big finger point to the camera. I love it. Hey, um, we've gone over uh, time, everybody, but we, um, oh, we'll be okay. back tomorrow with the after. Um, and also, uh, why don't you text right now the next person? Oh, look, you know what, Michelle? I'm giving you the pies. Okay, the love of pies are going to you, Michelle. Yep. Just she take has them off her hands. Them. She's earned them. Fame, you've got the presenters thing stuck up on the screen oh, now. So I have I have I sorry. Oh, no, it seems fine. Oh, no, oh there it is. No, it's down. It's no, down. Okay. Sorry thank guys. You. Um okay everybody, thank you very much. We're back tomorrow from nine them? o'clock. We'll uh, have them we'll delivered. Talk off we'll door. talk off the thing. We'll talk off the thing. No worries. Okay. Yeah. See you guys tomorrow. Right. I love you all. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Hayden's giving a shout out. Bye, Hayden. Bye. Love you so, all. Harley, see you. Bye. Okay, see you. Okay. Bye. Bye.